Good morning and welcome to Milkshake Monday, episode 114. For those of you who would say, I can't believe that uh, Anita's on this morning, I just wanted to share with you first, thank you for your prayers. Continue to pray for Pastor Helm as he's recovering, uh, getting well-needed treatment. I want to share with y'all something that even as we go through things in our lives, we have to depend on Christ. As you already know that the prayers of the saints availeth much. And it doesn't mean that when the saints go through, they're going to go through, we're all going to go through some things, but we have to recognize that we have an army. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And as the Lord rose with all power and authority, when things happen to us, it's not a time to go, oh, I'm going to keep my business to myself. That's not how Reverend Ham or, or I operate. We cry out to the Lord and we say, okay, let's pray in agreement. So when you see things happening and you're like, why would she say that? I was like, because why wouldn't you? When things are going on in your life, think about that we are a body. We are a family of God. It's not about protecting your business. It's about sharing the gospel of Christ. So this morning, before I head out to see Reverend Helm, who he is doing a lot better than he was, I want to share the teaching of what God had given me to share for Milkshake Monday yesterday. And it's interesting because this is the second time that this teaching was supposed to go out and something happened. And this time I'm going to share it because every time that something happens, Rev has some great teaching and it's like an attack. But see, the thing about the enemy is the enemy is the same. His tricks are the same. He doesn't want to have you and I spread the news, the good news of who Jesus Christ and that he's worthy to be praised. No matter about what's happening in our life, life or death, all these different trials that come at us, we have to be faithful to God. I'm not superwoman. Y'all know that. But the reality is no matter what happens in our life, we have to trust God. We have to move forward. The armor of God doesn't have any back armor. We have to move forward in the midst of the fiery darts. So I thank you for your prayers. Keep praying. But I'm going to teach this teaching on lies and motives because it has to be told because there's some things happening in each and every one of our lives, whether you are a student, a child, a husband, a wife, a pastor, any kind of ministry you got going on, these things are happening. And I just wanted to share them because all throughout the Bible are things where Satan is lying. People in your lives who may be close confidants may be lying and their motives are not of God. And we have to ask ourselves in our prayer time to ask the Lord to reveal those lies and motives for our protection. That's why God trains us by studying the word of God with the spirit of God leading us to be discerning. Because there are all kinds of spirits out there. Even as I'm awakened, getting ready to go to see Rev, I'm on, I watch the TV for five minutes and I see people spreading lies that will cost lives. They're lying to cost lives, to maintain power, whatever the reasons. But you have to remember, Satan is the father of lies. His whole purpose is to steal kill and destroy. And who he's trying to destroy is you and I, because he knows his time is winding down. Christ is coming back for the rapture. He knows it. He doesn't know when, neither do we, but we have to watch and pray. And as we watch and pray, we have to be knowledgeable of the Holy Spirit telling us, this is truth. This is a lie. This is truth. This is even more of a lie. This is a lie disguised as truth, but it's a lie. So I pray in the name of Jesus for this few minutes 
that you hear with the voice of the Lord to understand the message. So the first lie from the very beginning of the Bible starts in Genesis 3. Now, Genesis 3 always talks to us about the fall of man and how the conversation of the liar, the father of lies, after Lucifer had fallen and become Satan, the deceiver, his first thing was, I've got to mess up the plan of what God had for Adam and Eve. Just like he wants to mess up the plan for what he has for you and for me. But he just didn't do a simple lie. As Reverend preached on Sunday on Acts 14 and what he preached about on Friday at the Bible study, listen to those teachings again. Satan's purpose for his lies are complex, three-dimensional. He didn't just come to Eve who gave to her husband to eat. He came against the physical death because when they were sentenced to, to the evil of that sin, it's a physical death that they were not going to experience had they not sinned against what God told them to do. So there was a physical death. They are going to die. We are going to die in sin. So Satan just didn't come out subtly for no small game. He plays big games with some of us because you are bearing fruit. Rev's not in the hospital. Yes, he's got body issues for the body of humiliation. Yes, there are things that he should have done better in all of our ways that we eat and, and do things. But the reality is Satan wants him gone. Satan wants you gone. The father of lies is to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you have the message of Christ on your lips, you are going out and proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ in the fullness of the knowledge of God. Guess what? You ain't his friend. You are his enemy and he wants to take you down. But in the case of Adam and Eve, they were the first man and woman. And God had a plan, a divine plan for them. And Satan wanted to to take it off track, to destroy it, to not only have a physical death, but a spiritual death of separation between God, his creation, and have them go to hell just like where Lucifer, the, the fallen demon who's now Satan, and all of the host of angels that came against it. So that lie wasn't just simple. It was profound. Just like some of you are having profound deceptions in your life, that are to derail your, li your life, your physical life now, but possibly your eternal life. The body, mind, and spirit are things that Satan wants to crush and detour and destroy to steal the very heart of what you're focusing on for Christ for you to focus on him. So look what it says in, in Genesis 3 verse 1 in the Amplified. Now the serpent was more crafty, subtle, skilled in the deceit than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that God has said? That's what God says to us, a truth. And Satan comes back and says, can it really be? Can it really be in the time of your trouble that he's going to be with you? Because it feels like you're all by yourself. It feels like nobody's coming to your rescue when the bills are calling, coming at you in the post office, when they're coming on the phone, when they're talking about the eviction, when the sheriff is coming and to get ready to kick you out, when the things are coming with layoff notices and this kind of diagnosis, nobody's coming to your rescue. So Satan throws it in her face to say, can it really be that God has said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? He knows what God's promised. But he's also going to come at you to say, oh, you called God a liar because he can't be trusted. And that's why you have to stand firm, unmovable, always abiding. Trust God. Even when Satan says God is a liar, you know he's the father of lies, not the Lord. 
But that's how Satan's going to come at each and every one of us. His tricks are not different. His lies and his motives are not different. But we have to get smarter because we're so focused on the things of this world, the cares of this life, that when he comes at us, we are so off track. Our eyes are already looking in the wrong direction. So when he starts getting you to question God, to say he's not telling you the truth in his word. He's not He's not going to really fulfill those promises. You have to understand where the lies are coming from and you have to cast them down in the name of Jesus through the blood of the lamb to cover you from the head all the way to the toes because Satan wants to destroy you. So that's the first example. And you see how our parents, our first parents received the lie and caused us to have a situation where we were derailed in our eternity and less. Thanks be to God. His son came. His son Jesus came because of the love for you and I. Satan wanted to make us think God was not worthy to be trusted. He's a liar. It is impossible for God to lie. But that's all Satan's about. That's all in his DNA. So you have to be weary and understanding of the discernment of everything around you. This race and this fight that's going on right now, Satan understands his time is winding up. So saints of God, be knowledgeable. That's Satan directly coming through his imps and those people. But guess what, saints? There's another example I'm going to tell you. In your personal lives, in the people that say, I love you, baby. I love you, honey. There's lies in relationships that are not of God, but we want them because in our flesh, we have attraction to those things that hurt us, those things that are destructive to us because they look good and they make us feel good, but they're for our destruction. And time and time again, we see the lies. We even understand sometimes the motives of the lies, but guess what? We in love. We can be in love with the devil if we are not careful and discerning about the truth of God's word. So Judges 16 talks about Samson and Delilah. And it's such a cute story, we think. Easy to understand. All of us heard about it in Sunday school. But it's a testimony to us in now, 2020, that we are in some relationships that are deadly and destructive. And not only are the people that you see, the lovers, the partners, the people that may be sharing your name and relationship, whether your kids or your lovers, that there's some people and things in your life that are destructive because the people behind it are working for the devil. And what you see in Samson, it was a whole bunch of people. They were coming against, you see them coming against Samson, but they knew that the Holy God was empowering him, but they didn't understand how. They didn't understand. They just said he was an enemy and he was causing some drama. But they set up a girl, a beautiful woman, because they knew about his weaknesses for good-looking women. And some of us have weaknesses for good-looking people on the outside that are destructive and corrupted on the inside. And you have to get to your prayer closet and pray and ask God, who is in your, your life and in your relationship that is of God and those are of the devil. And even if you think you love them, they are not for your good. And you need to ask God to destroy that connection in the name of Jesus through the blood of Jesus because these people don't mean you good. They mean you harm. And how many times do they have to lie to your face in the midst of your relationship, in the midst of your lovemaking, so-called lovemaking, where you're going to realize even your kids don't mean you well when they're working for the devil to come against you. Pray for them, leave them on the altar. Some of these guys and girls that you're messing with, you think you love them. 
But if they don't know God, it's unequally yoked and you need to get out of it. In the name of Jesus, hurry and ask God to give you the heart to stay firm and immovable and never going back to a bad relationship. In, in Sam, excuse me, in, we're going to be in Judges chapter 16. I got to be quick. Not because I want to be quick, but I want to get this out because Satan for so long has wanted to stifle and crush some of you. And every time it's something going on, it's like, no, I'll do that later. No, it's going to be done now because the word of God needs to be proclaimed and it will not return void because that's God's promises and he does not lie. And judges, you'll see over and over again, this lover of Samson, powerful Samson, but he was weak, Samson, weak in the flesh, weak in the spirit because he was focusing on the wrong things. God had given him the power. But in this area of his life, and some of you preachers, yeah, y'all can preach powerfully, but there's some areas in your life where you have to be prayed up and strong in the Lord and discerning about some people and some situations in your life where it just causing Satan, like Samson situation. He knows that there's some issues and he's trying to pervert those issues, but be strong in the Lord and the power of his might against your mind. And the word of God teaches, we're going to jump down 15 because she's already been co-opted, co-opted. She's already had people say, I'm going to give you some chump, chump, chump change, some good chump change. And we want you to deceive Samson to find what is the source of his power. And he, and she's in the bedroom and she's in the house and she's talking to him. And I'm sure she's throwing that fur on him like anybody can. But her motives were wrong. Her motives were deceptive. Her motives were trickery and subtle, just like Satan, the father of lies. And you gotta know that Samson, each time he was telling her a lie, there was a lot of lying going on in this relationship. And there's a lot of lying going on in some of the relationships that may hear my voice. But he kept allowing this woman that was his partner, his relationship, to come at him knowing that in the background, there was people trying to harm him. And she ultimately was the source, but she kept being in his life. What does that tell you? Some of us will hold on to people who are not of God in our life. Why? Because we don't want to follow what God is trying to tell us. But God will even let something like that work out to his good and to his benefit, meaning the Lord's benefit, even though you see what happens to Samson. So let's just go to these two verses and we'll move on. Verse 15 of Judges 16. Then she, being Delilah, said to him, being Samson, how can you say, I love you? Come on now. Come on now. I love you gets used a lot for deception. And the motives behind that I love you is not sincere. It's dollar bills. It's sexual misconduct. It's I need a place to stay. It's I need a sucker. I need somebody to take advantage of. I love you. Be discerning in your spirit. How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where the great, where your great strength lies. When she pressured him, look, listen to this. This is like a soap opera telling us day to day what we need to understand. When she pressured him day after day with her words and pleaded with him, he was annoyed to death. She had finally got to him. Y'all letting people get in your lives that annoy you and pressure you to do something that you know is not right. Have sex with me, baby. 
We not married. Let's do it anyway. Let's live together. We not married. Let's do it anyway. Give me all your money for what you're going to give to that church. All of these things happen, but we're allowing the lies and the motives to derail and destroy what God has for us. Y'all got to read the rest of the scripture. Now, there are times in the Bible where you see that there's a lot of lying in the Bible. In, in the sense of people lying to one another. Deception. Trickery. David, a man after God's own heart, sent a note to get a man murdered that he was having sex with his wife. To try to cover up. There's a lot of lying. A lot of deception. Ain't, it's not of God. But in this situation, how unique would it be that Rahab, the prostitute harlot, the person that's in the lineage of God that you go in New Testament and see, she lied. But she lied with a motive to further the plan of God. I don't got all the big answers for you. You, you ask God yourself. Try to read and discern and ask God about this lie. But Rahab, who many people say, I can't be associated with Rahab because she's a prostitute. She's sitting in the sex trade. I can't have nothing to do with it. But you don't know where God's got a plan. And it's a part of that plan for you to have discussions. And guess what? This prostitute, harlot, whatever you want to call it, she told a lie to further the plan of God and ended up being in the lineage of Jesus Christ. In Joshua 2, we're going to jump down and says, Joshua the son, verse 1, Joshua the son of Nun sent two men as scouts secretly from Shittim, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho, the walled city. So they went and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and lodged there. Now the king of Jericho was told, Behold, men from the sons of Israel have come here tonight to spy and search out the land. So the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab saying, bring out the men who have come to you who entered your house because they have come as spies to search out all the land. But, verse 4, but the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. So she said, yes, two men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. When it was time to close the city gate at the dark, the men left. That's the lie. She was saying, Part truth, but lie. But she was doing it with the motive to save and protect the men that she had heard about the nation of Israel and how their God had done tremendous signs and wonders to the destruction of the Pharaoh and his army. And she said, I know who's in charge. I know who has all authority. A prostitute had more knowledge than some of us today to recognize the things and the plans of God evolving. And she understood she wanted to be on the side of God rather than the side of evil. And she made a decision. Prostitute babies. Some of y'all are holier than thou and you're not making decisions for the things of God. You're making decisions for the things of your family, your lovers, your friends, and not speaking on the things of God. And she made a decision. I do not know where they went. She'd already hid them, but she said this lie. I do not know where they went because her motive was to be about the plan of God. And look what it says. She goes up in verse eight. We got to jump down because time is limited. 
Now before the two men lay down to sleep, Rahab came up to them on the roof and she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. There's a victory coming and it's with the Lord. It's not with Jericho or his king or their mighty men or their army because we've already seen your God is the victor. We have the victory. It says victory is mine. God is the victory. Jesus is the victory. That's the truth. And she knew the truth. And she was willing to lie to those two men that came to her house because she wanted to be on the side of truth of God and his victory of taking the land. God has already overcome the devil. The devil is a defeated foe. But any foe that's backed in a corner acts, acts even more crazy and deceptive and deadly. And if you are doing the work of the Lord, it's going to be a deadly fight. He's not coming with no cotton candy sweets to you. He wants to take you down and kill and destroy you. So if you're in this fight, don't be in the fight as no wuss. Put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to withstand. Because even in Rahab's case, she knew that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror and dread of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted in despair because of you. For we have heard, do you hear this? Why aren't we speaking? Because we need to tell them the word of God. We have heard, sorry about the sweating, I forgot to cut my fan on this morning. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan on the east, the Sihon and Og, and whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted in despair and a fighting spirit no longer remained in any man because of you for the Lord your God. He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Do y'all hear the witness of a prostitute? She understood why she lied. She was lying because she said, I'm going to go on the right side of this. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to be on the right side of who God is and who I know I want to be a part of. And that's what we have to get to, saints. There's a lot going on in the pandemic. A lot of lies and the motives behind it. It's wide open. People want to retain their power. People want to retain their influence. People want to retain their positions in your life. Not just the people that you see in politics. It's in your life, around you. There are liars and deceptive people in your life that you start to have to pray and discern and say, Lord, open my eyes to the truth. And when I am exposed to see the truth of the situation that I am in, and that is around me, God, put the hedge of protection up, God, and let me walk away in the name of Jesus and through the power of God. And let me understand that I need to have people and things and circumstances around my life that are of God and not of the devil, the great serpent, who is the father of lies. So I just wanted to tell y'all, I know I'm less than 30 minutes. I got that, but I wanted to say it because I was doing the, the hospital. I'm sitting there and I said, you know, I'm not going to do milkshake money. I'm going to take care of my husband. My husband's in the hand of God. Yes, he's in the medical profession. Y'all pray for the instruments. Y'all pray for the, all the stuff going on. Pray for the, the medications, everything. Because I got to tell y'all something. Reverend has a mysterious illness that the doctors that deal, he doesn't have cancer. They have tested him painfully. And they said he's got worse blood work than somebody with cancer. That's how this enemy is playing. He ain't playing with games. And they're like, we don't know. We got, we're Walter Reed. We're Fort Belvoir. We've been at the best physicians. And they're like, we don't know what's going on. And I'm telling y'all saints, y'all need to pray. 
Reverend may go out of this world in this body of humiliation he talks to you, but we are going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter if it's going to be on the hospital day, it's going to be weakened, whatever, because in our weakness, he's made strong. And every time we go through one of these battles, I said, baby, you got to preach. I don't know what you get ready to preach this, this group of people today because things are going on. I said, but you preach it. And we had some fool get on his uh, Facebook posts and make fun of him. Y'all don't, what is that? Satan is trying to kill and, y'all, and people making fun. So people are sick. I would rather see somebody being faithful and speaking the word of God than a fool with all his faculties talking about stupidity stuff. All on his Facebook. Oh, I love myself. Oh, happy, happy this, happy this. I'm so great. Say something of God. Say something that means something. I'd rather see a sick, injured disabled person share about Jesus with every breath they have in their body than the foolishness that you see on the Facebook and Instagram and these kids and these grownups all about self, self, self. That's how Satan destroys because it's all about ourself. And Samson was in, in love with himself and in love everything that his self wanted. And Eve and Adam chose their self before God. And Rahab made a decision, even as a prostitute, to say, no, I'm going to trust God. Myself could be killed for lying, but I'm going to trust God. And you see that she ended up saving not only herself, but her whole family and household. There are some things that need to happen, saints, and it's us recognizing the power of God, but recognizing around us our lies and motives that are not of God, and we have to be discerning. I love you. I thank you. Continue to pray for the Helm family. Uh, thank you. That's all I can say. There's a lot of text and, and all the stuff in, in Facebook. I, I do what I can while I'm sitting around, but I want you all to know we love you. We thank God for you. You are the body of Christ. Share the message of truth to all you know. Don't worry. Trust God. Trust God. And if the whole point, I tell Reverend, I said, if the whole point is I'm supposed to be Job's wife and say, curse God and die, I'm going to say, no, baby, keep on proclaiming Jesus Christ. And I love it what it said in Daniel, as the boys, the three Hebrew boys, we will not bow, even though King, we may end up finding ourselves in, in this situation of the fiery furnace, we will not bow. And I'm putting in our notes on Facebook. So long after I'm dead and gone, y'all know Jesus Christ is to be proclaimed. And no matter what all these things are going on, we will not bow in the name of Jesus through the power of the Lord. Jesus is worthy to be praised. Helm out for today. Lord be with us. Amen.